Hey, everybody, come on, what's up? We're in our new space. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for giving through Avenue Church. Here you can begin to see uh, more interactive church online, small groups, come on, socially distant, small group, youth night in here for Avenue uh, students, Avenue youth. And so guys, I just want to say thank you. we got a lot of things going on that I want to tap into, but I want to say thank you for praying with us for 21 days. Man, we are almost done with prayer. Tomorrow we have our last Facebook Live. And so I just want to say thank you so much. Also, we have guest speaker Carlos Whitaker. He's coming on September 13th. And we just did a Zoom call with him as well. And so I am so excited that in the month of September, we're kicking off small groups. We're kicking off a new series called Enter Wild. And Carlos is coming to Avenue and speaking a great word over our Church. Now, do me a favor. If you're brand new with us today, Avenue Church is going to comment on YouTube and Facebook. I want you to hit like on their comment if you're new with us today. And we want to connect with you. For my church family, if you're here today, man, I want you to share this thing. I want you to like, continue to comment because we're in our middle of our collection of talks entitled Together, Together, Together. And uh, we're going through the book of Romans, Romans chapter 12. And last week, we pulled ourselves together. Pull yourself together, you know. And we discovered that what others call sacrifice, we call it worship. What others call sacrifice, we call it worship. And so what we're going to do is we're going to jump right into Romans chapter 12. And this is, this is what it says. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you, for just as each of us has one body with many members, all these members do not have all the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. And this is what it says. We have different gifts. We have different gifts. And there's such a tension in this message today, because I believe you might be saying, I don't have a gift. Or maybe I'm not very gifted. Or maybe you think during 2020, during this pandemic, you're saying that gift was taken away from me because of quarantine, because of all that's going on. And I'm here to show you, you have a gift. You were made on purpose and for purpose, because this is what the Bible says. We have different gifts according to the grace. I love this. According to the grace given to each one of us. This is what it says. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance to your faith. If serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, I need some encouragers right now, all right? If you have the gift of encouragement, if you find yourself just saying great things to people, get louder during the season. Then give encouragement if it's giving. Then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. I love seeing all the gifts come together to form one body. The title of my message today is Come Together. How many of that song, right? Come together right now over me. Okay, I won't do that. I am so sorry. But if you had the subtitle to this message, it would be Come Together, but use what you got. I want you to use what you got. There's so many biblical characters that I could totally use in this message today, but I want us to be able to jump into what Paul said. And here's what Paul says. 
Paul says we have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us. So I want us to look at the word gift. If you break down the word gift, it comes from the root word charis. And charis is where we get our word charisma or charismatic. Now you might be thinking, oh, Pastor Jeremy, uh, I learned this in growth track step two. I don't want to be a crazy person. And that's not what charisma means. That's not what charis means. And I want you to catch this today. Charis means grace gift. I love this. Gifts, anytime you see gifts in the Bible, it means it's a grace gift. That every single one of us, we have a grace gift. It's when grace and gifts come together right now. And they begin to create purpose. And if you're watching me today, I want you to know, you have a gift that has been grace into your life by God. It is a gift that comes gracefully for you. You know, on ESPN, and now it's on Netflix, there's a documentary on Michael Jordan. Come on, he's the GOAT. I'm so sorry, LeBron. But man, with Michael Jordan, he had a great gift to play sports, to play basketball. I mean, I look at organized people, and I say, man, they have a grace gift over their life. I wish I had that gift that they are grace to be organized. We are all grace with the gift. You know, my grace gift is I'm able to communicate, but I'm hard of hearing. You know, it's a grace gift, all right? I don't want to talk about it, but look what the Lord has done. But here are three things that I believe a grace gift does in your life. Number one, it comes easy for you. But also number two, it touches people's lives. We're going to get into that in just a minute. But the third one is it fulfills you. It fulfills you. You have a grace gift over your life that if you could do it every single day, you would do it for free because it's what you've been grace to do. You have grace in that gift. So God has designed us to want to make a difference. And when we make a difference, we find fulfillment. So if we have four things at Avenue Church. We want you to know God. I want you to find freedom. We want you to discover your purpose. So not only are you going to know God and find freedom, but I want you to discover your gift so you can find fulfillment and start making a difference. And when we find fulfillment, when we start making a difference, it's the most rewarding thing in this life. Avenue, it's time to use what you got. Now, as we're getting pumped up and we're saying, come on, pastor, I got a grace gift over my life. I'm ready to discover it. Here's what Paul says in verse 3. Paul says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Come on, Paul. Come on, man. Like, you get me all excited. And then you say, don't think of yourself more highly than you thought, but rather think of yourself in sober judgment, in accordance, in a measurement with the faith God has given to each one of you. Man, you know what Paul is really saying here? Paul is saying this portion of Scripture is not about gifts. It's about unity. Paul says, I want you to measure what God gave you. Measure what you got. Don't measure what someone else has. And so here's what Paul is warning us when it comes to spiritual gifts. Number one, don't lust over someone else's gift. Don't lust over someone else's gift. It was grace for them, not necessarily 
for you. You know, I heard a quote several years ago that really stuck with me, but that whatever you lust after, you'll end up hating. And I find that, I have found that to be true, that whatever you lust after, you end up hating. You begin to hate the person who has the gift you wish you had. You know, I don't hate anybody, but man, I wish I had the gift to sing. I don't know if you could tell here at Avenue Church. I love, I would love to be that preacher who can write songs and my name be on the church CD. Man, I wish I could be that preacher who could have a praise break in the middle of his message, begin to belt out a song. Jesus, I can't, I can't do it. I learned long ago that when you focus on what you got, you begin to develop what God has given you. Stop comparing your gift to others. Stop comparing yourself to others. You begin to realize there is one body, which is the local church. And there's so many different parts of the local church, many different gifts, many different people. And when we come together, we cannot be stopped. But there's a second thing that I want you to write down. Don't lust after someone else's gift, but don't compare your gift to others. Don't you dare compare your gift to others. See, Paul said this is all about unity, not necessarily gifts. But when we're lusting or when we're comparing our gift to others, there's division. And I believe that you'll never find your grace gift if we're too busy comparing ourselves to others. Listen to me, guys. We are all on a spiritual journey. No person is like another person. There's one body with many different parts, many different lives, many different giftings. But listen to me. There, there are creative and out-of-the-box giftings. I am so glad that I preach like me. I don't preach like Joel Osteen, like this is my Bible, you know. I don't preach like T.D. Jake, get ready, get ready, ha <laughs> you know. I don't preach like Stephen Furtick or Andy Stanley, but I do got the TV, all right. I'm moving up in this world. But I learned long ago, comparison will kill your unique gift that God has placed on the inside of you. When you compare, you kill the unique gift. So here's the next one is don't you dare isolate your gift. Now, if you're reading this today and you're correcting me right now and you're saying, oh, there's a typo on the pastor's TV. I need you to get on the A-team. I need you to join Avenue Church. Help us get organized, spell check, and proofread. We need some grammar piece police here because it really says your. Don't isolate your gift. There are way too many people. They're taking the year off. And you're hiding your gift. Listen to me, we need you. There are too many people that are hiding their gift and they're listening to the lie of the enemy. You're comparing and you're lusting on social media. Oh, this person did this or they did that. Listen to me, guys. I need us to come together right now and begin to use what you got. You know, I don't... I don't know if you've ever exercised, and uh, I, I, I've heard of people exercising, and uh, I don't know if you ever exercised, and all of a sudden you work a body part a little too much. I remember uh, one day I went to the gym, and uh, I, all I did was I just went a little too crazy. I got a little excited because it was leg day at the gym, and it was my one and only day in the entire year to be in the gym, and uh, man, I remember 
I was working out my legs. And when I came home, I went to bed. And when I woke up, I couldn't get out of bed. My legs gave up. I remember it took me 10 minutes to go up a flight of stairs in my house because my legs, they chucked out and he decided to take the day off. Listen to me. Can you imagine the legs took the day off on the body of Christ? I'm here to tell you, don't isolate your gift. We need you. There's no gift too big. There's no gift too small. I love what Paul Tripp said. He says this in an awesome quote. He said, let go of Jesus. Me, isolated, independent Christianity. See, the Christianity of the New Testament is deeply relational and interdependent. You know what this word interdependent means? It means depending on one another. Avenue, it's time to come together right now, and let's begin to use what we got. I remember that old church song. I'm talking to the, to the old Christians. You're still finding healing from your past, right? But how many remember that old psalm, this little light of mine? I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under the bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. And sometimes we allow the enemy to let our gift be blown out. He allowed the enemy to begin to fill us with lies. You know what really bothers me? What bothers me is what a gift is hidden. Because I love, Pastor Lindsay and I, we love pulling gold out of people's lives. It's like all of a sudden people say, Pastor, man, Pastor, I, I don't have a gift, uh, but I, I used to play in a band. You know, our pastor, you know, I'm just not ready to serve, but tomorrow on Monday morning, I lead 200 employees. <laughs> pastor, you know, I don't have time on my hands, but I take professional photos, or I video edit. Come on, church, don't hide it. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. Don't hide what you got, but use what has been graced into your life. You know, there's two things that have to come together in order to make a difference in the long run. I'm not just here for the short-term game. I'm here for the long-term game. But I've seen this over and over again with faith leaders, with many that have a gift, uh, whether it's sports, entertainment, the church world. But two things that have to come together is humility and gifts. Humility and gifts. And what Paul's saying in Romans chapter 12, he's saying, don't let it go of your head. He says, your grace gift, it's not for you, it's for others. It's to reach people. It's to love people. I wrote this down today. You're not God's gift to this world, but you have God's gift for the world. You're not God's gift to the world, but you have God's gift for this world. You know, there's several topics in Romans chapter 12. But the overall theme of Romans chapter 12 is to love and to serve others. See, every gift that is given is outward, not inward. The Bible says if your gift is to prophesy, then prophesy. If you have a gift to serve, then serve. If you have the gift of teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. If, if it's to lead, do it. Show mercy and do it cheerfully. Once you realize that God has graced you with a gift and it's for others, I believe God's going to make a way 
for your gift to reach people and to lead people to Jesus. You know, I remember my very first time writing a message. And I wish I could tell you it was like a Disney uh, movie experience. You know, like when I opened the Bible, it opened up to me. And, and, you know, maybe I had this hidden gift of preaching. Like I was the next Billy Graham. And, and I remember my youth pastor, he said, Jeremy, I'd love for you to preach on a Wednesday night. And so I was nervous. I was sweating. I had my notes. It was all typed up. I remember my youth pastor called me up and said, Jeremy Bosma. And they kind of clap, you know, in the Midwest. They don't clap very loud or go woo woo, you know. And uh, when I got up to the uh, podium, I remember I pulled my sermon out. I said, hello, I'm Jeremy. And I put the sermon in my face. I just read it out loud. And the more I begin to preach, the more I begin to see the agreement in the audience. And as I begin to read out the message, I begin to look at the audience a little bit more. And I got a little bit more courage. And at the very end, I said, who wants to accept Jesus into their life? Just raise a hand. And hands went, all, went up all over the youth group and the youth ministry. I was, on, I was fired up because people were giving their life to Jesus. So I prayed a prayer. We had some ministry afterwards. People were high-fiving. Good job, Jeremy. A great message. I said, thank you, thank you. And one guy came up to me, and he said, Galatians 6.3. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, he goes, Galatians 6.3. And walked away, and I was like, okay. That was weird. Like, church people are weird. Can I get an amen? Right? And, uh, and so uh, I was like, okay. And, uh, you know, I was so happy. And when I, when I went home that night, I was on cloud nine. I was fired up. I said, God, I got a gift. I got purpose in my life. I know what I'm called to do. And I was in Galatians 6.3. So I opened up my Bible and opened it up to the Scripture. And I'm thinking, man, what is this going to say? Like, the man of God, he's a city on a hill, right? Like, the man of God, he preached a phenomenal message. What's Galatians 6.3 say? And I opened it up and it said, He who thinks he is something when he is nothing deceives himself. Now, you know that was long ago because that's New King James right there. I have it memorized. He thinks he is something when he is nothing deceives himself. I was defeated. I was beat up. But listen to me, church. Humility and gifts come together. And I am grateful for that terrible, distasteful encounter as a 16-year-old because I realized long ago I'm simply a nobody telling everybody about Jesus, about someone who changed my life, and about someone who could change your life. Jesus, who wants to know you, who wants to set you free, who wants you to help you discover your purpose so you can make a difference in this world. Listen to me, Avenue Church. Nothing dilutes a gift more than pride. Nothing dilutes a gift more than pride. You are not God's gift to the world, but you have God's gift for the world. Now, you might be asking, how am I going to discover my gifts? Now, first thing I want you to do is I want you to go to Grow Track, whether it's online at your own pace at avenuechurch.cc or join us on a Zoom call next week. We have a free gifts assessment that you can take, and hundreds have taken it at our church, and they love it. But here's some quick questions today. First one is, how do I discover my gift? is what bothers you. What bothers you? Did you know, I have found that the things that bother me is a hint towards my gift. 
the things that you can see that no one else can see, it's for a reason. And I believe that God is begging you. He's not begging you for information. He is asking for transformation. I think God is waiting for you to be so bothered that you start to do something about it. So let's partner together through Avenue Church and let's do something about it. I want to take it a little bit further, Avenue Church. I'm going to ask you, what bothers you on a spiritual level? You know, it bothers me that are people living each day without purpose in their life. It bothers me that people don't have an anchor during the storm called 2020. I find it great joy when people take a step towards knowing God, finding their freedom, discovering their purpose, and making a difference. I absolutely love it. See, listen to me. Things that bother me, I believe with all my heart, there are things that God has placed on my heart. So therefore, I'm going to commit my life to those things because I want to honor God with my gifts. So number one is what bothers you. But number two, what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy? Sometimes I think we think that God gives us a gift that we don't enjoy. But I believe God has given you a gift to enjoy. I think that what you enjoy is a hint about your gifts. See, God's placed a gift on the inside of you. And there's so many untapped gifts. There's so much potential on the inside of us that God wants us to bring it out through serving, through making a difference. When we begin to open up our heart to God. You know, I enjoy serving people and connecting with people. I don't enjoy Excel sheets. I don't enjoy organizing files. All right, you might, and that's your gift. So what do you enjoy? But number three, what are you good at? What are you good at? Now listen to me. Everybody does something well. But I need you to understand, all right, that what you enjoy has to come together with what you're good at. Because I think we all enjoy singing, but you're not good at it, all right? I'm here to tell you. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 says, A spiritual gift is given to each one of us so we can help each other. Listen to me. Your gifts shall help one another, not torture somebody else, all right? I'm getting into your world today. I, I want to sing in a choir. You can't sing, all right? It hurts my ears. But in all seriousness, you might be distracted by lusting after the wrong gift. Just because you enjoy it doesn't mean you're good at it. Need you to get into community and into prayer. Discover your gift by getting to know God, not browsing on social media. But here's the last question I want you to ask, is what opportunities are in front of me? What opportunities are right in front of me? Listen to me. That when you begin to ask these questions today, you don't have to look for opportunities because they're all around you. You know, this year, we had to get really creative on how we do church. We're fully online. We're still planning and praying on gathering once again. But guess what? Because of technology, you are everywhere at once. You have opportunities in front of you to serve your church, to serve your city, to serve your family, neighbors, and strangers. Now more than ever, our nation needs hope. They need others who are willing to give them the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. Church, when you're willing, opportunities will find you. You know, in the Bible, Moses wasn't looking for a burning bush. It found him. 
David in the Bible, he wasn't looking for a giant. The giant found him. And when you allow God to bother you, God will place opportunities in your path. And I believe that today, the Holy Spirit, he's been nudging you. That he has been bothering you to get out of isolation, to get out of hiding, whatever the reason or the cause. He wants you to know that you were created for more. Maybe you're here today and you say, I've been hiding my gift due to fear and anxiety. And the Holy Spirit's nudging you today. He's bothering you today. Ephesians chapter 2, it says, For it's by grace. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. That it is not from yourselves, but it is the gift. The gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. You know, today, today we're talking about what happens when grace and gifts come together. It's the greatest miracle, which is the gift of salvation. We don't serve to get into heaven. We serve to please God. And so if you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I'm ready to take a step. I'm all about discovering my gifts, but I need to do the first thing is I want to know God so I can find freedom, so I can discover my gift, discover my purpose, so I can make a difference. And if you're watching with us online today and you say, Pastor, I want Jesus in my life. I don't want to know church or religion. I want to know God. I would love to pray with you today. Whether you're at your watch party, whether you're in your bedroom on your iPhone or iPad, watching us online with your family, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Jesus, say, I need you. Say, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, with all my heart, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. Say, I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody, give God a shout today. Comment in the comments today because someone took a step towards Jesus today. So church, I love you. Stay tuned for the after party, and I'll see you next week.